1: Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell.
2: And welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Thanks for listening in today. I hope you're having a wonderful afternoon. And, uh, I have a special guest, uh, with me today. Uh, many of you, I think, uh, many of you are, know the wonderful work that he has been doing in the community. Uh, and, uh, we have some exciting news. He's actually, uh, working as a pastor, uh, serving as a pastor locally. I have Pastor Eddie Bayune, who is the lead, or he's, a he is a pastor that's leading the outreach ministry for venture. And, um, he, as just a wealth of experience with the issue of human trafficking, um, in, and he's going to tell us all about his hope to be, uh, hope be restored ministry, uh, that he started, as well as a variety of other, uh, video projects that he's worked on, movies, uh, books that he's written on this topic, and, uh, the many, many people that he's blessed, uh, throughout the world internationally with his uh, advocacy, his leadership, and most of all, offer with his love for Christ. And so, welcome to the show, uh Pastor Eddie. We're so great to have you on. Well,
3: oh, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here.
2: Yes. Yes, yes. So, um I, I wanted to just start off with a little bit um you know, I know that you've recently uh come over to Venture and uh you know, after after some discussion, you know, after a, a little bit of uh prayer and time of talking about moving over, you've committed. You're here with us. We're so grateful for that and um, uh, we had um, a viewing of your movie recently. I, I just love to kind of talk about uh, your a little bit b- before coming over to Venture, what you've been up to, how you got involved in the fight against human trafficking and, um, and you know, and, and, and why, why, why did you, uh, why, did, why was this a, a point of interest for you? And what did the Lord speak to your heart as it relates to this issue of modern day slavery?
3: Sure. <clears throat> yeah. I first found out about this issue while I was pastoring and, serving in South Korea. I was there for the past nine years. And uh, yeah, literally uh, one day I just came across some, you know, some books, newspaper articles about this, and it made me realize um, that, I mean, I was in shock that it was modern day slavery was still happening. Um, I was shocked at how big it was. Mm -hmm. I was shocked that um, you know, how evil and how, you know, that it was still happening. But also back then, too, I was surprised that I never heard about it until then. And mm. uh, now we have a lot more awareness, but back then there wasn't as much, especially in South Korea. And so uh literally the moment I found out about these things, the Holy Spirit deeply convicted my heart. And as a pastor, I just knew I personally and just whatever platform God had given me as a pastor, I just knew I needed to engage our church in this fight. Because um, another thing we found out is, um, you know, at least for South Korea, while I was there, you know, I did a lot of research, and we found out that there, were, you know, of the 50 million population um, that resides in Korea, uh, you know, there's over one million who are in um, some sort of sexual slavery in that country.
2: One million! Um, My God! Yeah,
3: and so it comes in so many different forms of um, sexual services and slavery in that country, and so. Uh, I was so burdened and convicted by the Holy Spirit that we needed to do something. Uh, I spent a lot of time in prayer, um, and then God just started giving me different ideas about ministry that I could start through our church.
2: Yes, yes, yes. And I see here, um, that, you know, you, you've written, you, you, are the author of several books on this, on this topic and other topics that, are, you know, related to praying, which I'm, it sounds like you were doing a whole lot of <laughs> as this, as the Lord yeah. birthed this, right? Um, I, I, yeah. you know, and so just your, 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 your book, Justice Awakening, and then most recently, Praying for Your Pastor, huh? <laughs> yeah. We certainly need prayer once we get into this ministry let me tell you <laughs> exactly
3: yeah people don't realize that that really is a follow-up to my first book justice awakening um yeah for those who may not know justice awakening is basically a look at the biblical uh foundation of how justice is core to the gospel work that the church needs to be involved with and it also gives practical ways that churches can start making Um, easy inroads to engage in the fight against uh, human trafficking. And then um, yeah, as you mentioned, because there's so much warfare that comes with this, uh, the next book that I ended up writing was Praying for Your Pastor, because uh, since God led me on this journey of justice, Man, it's been so much warfare. Yes, prayer definitely is needed in this
2: fight. Yeah, and you know, it's. I really, I'm excited about talking with you about that today because one of the things my husband and I, as you know, my husband, Pastor Timothy Russell, he he's very committed to prayer, um, and uh, and we are in the thick of it um, in terms of our, you know, fighting off. the enemy in so many areas human trafficking being one of them poverty is yeah. another um abuse of of anyone, you know, is another and they're all interrelated, um, so, you know, yeah. providing people sustainable jobs, you know, people who were, you know, previously incarcerated, homeless, foster youth. Uh, and the, in these, you know, these areas that we're I'm talking about, they're 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 woven together um, and and they really speak to a heart. That is broken, right? And, and yeah, a heart yeah. that is, is being, um, a person that is being damaged and hurt and, um, and separated, a, a, an attempt to separate them from the kingdom. But we know that nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. And, and, none. and they have, um, you know, the Lord has empowered you and myself, and my husband and others to, uh, be a bridge you know to 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 be ho- to provide hope to those who have lost their way or never uh, realized that there was this this person this this god that was uh, reaching out to them and um, and, and with that comes the warfare, right? W- w- you know, the, right. the, d- the desire to tear down the bridge. And so, um, right. I'm just so grateful that number one, you've stepped into full, fully, right? Stepped into what God has called you to do. You, it sounds like you went in both feet in, you know, everything, yeah. just threw yourself into it. And look what God has done. My goodness. Um, I, yeah. I. You know, so I see here in your bio, so you are um, uh, a fortunate man. You know, the Bible says he that finds a wife finds a good thing. And uh, <laughs> you have your wife yeah. uh, who uh, you, let's see here, I'm looking, you met he, uh, He-Yoon, right? Is it He-Yoon? Uh, Shun yes, okay, yeah. and you got and you were both led to Sydney, Australia, um, yeah. and and worshipped there at New Life Worship in two thousand two, and then you've now added to your family uh, a, a little boy, is that right?
3: Yeah, Enoch, and his middle name is Justice.
2: Yay! Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, <laughs> so amazing. And so your wife is must be a praying wife, uh, and yeah. you guys are building up a little warrior there with Enoch
3: yeah
2: yeah yeah. and so is that something that you know you're you're coming together as a family really in this in this fight uh you know and you guys are together unified and 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 how does she feel about the work that you're doing
3: yeah you know I couldn't have done it without her support Uh, she's always been uh, my number one supporter fan I mean she prays and She really also provides a lot of, uh, you know, wisdom and insight that uh, wives usually have to give to husbands, as you probably know Mm -hmm. very well Mm -hmm. also. um, They balance a lot of our uh, foolish actions that sometimes need some wisdom. Uh, But yeah, she's been a huge, huge partner support, and also we really obviously pray for our son daily, and also, you know, we have family devotion. We pray for nations together. We pray for people who are in need together. So he's six years old now, but we really wanted to, you know, begin that so that he just knows that that's a normal part of life. That's part of life. We, yeah, we serve the Lord, we pray to him, we depend upon him, but also we serve our neighbors. We love our neighbors. And that's a big part of what we want to do for our family discipleship.
2: Yes. Amen. Well, and at six years old, um, I, you know, that's a perfect age and even earlier to um, really plant that seed. I mean, if we can get, him going, um, ama- yeah. imagine the ministry that he will bring to pass. You know, our, my, I know your goal is probably the same as ours that our children would be um, even greater, right? Walking in even greater, yeah. greater fullness in Christ. So, yeah. um, yeah, so we're going to come back. I wanna, uh, We're going to take a break. I want to talk about your movie, Save My Soul, and um, other things that you're doing in the community. I know that you're working on a new movie as well. So we'll come back. Thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio.
1: For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst.
2: And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. Again, we are in the studio with Pastor Eddie Buyun, who is just a blessing to, uh, to the community, to the world, uh, taking on the issue of modern day slavery, uh, serving as an outreach pastor for Venture Church in Los Gatos and, uh, and has been doing this work for some time now, uh, in Seoul, Korea and, and throughout our nation. And we are so, uh, excited to talk about your new movie, Say My Soul, um, tell us a little bit about uh, how that started and um, and where you're at with that. I know that you just recently did a viewing at Venture, and I'd love to tell the listening audience if you're doing one, you know, uh, coming up.
3: Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I was uh, originally going around and, you know, speaking on this issue in Korea, um, a lot of people didn't believe it. Uh, they didn't believe that um, sexual slavery existed in their country. They didn't believe that, you know, the sex workers were victims, all these things. And so uh, I realized um, they needed to hear the real stories. And so I started interviewing people. Uh, and God really, really just placed on my heart, um, you know, to, and challenged me to make this film, even though I've never made a film before. And uh, I was able to we interview about 100 different survivors of sex trafficking in South Korea and was able to kind of uh, put the pieces together. Um, and I wanted to basically you know, up, open up the eyes of the public to see that this evil is real and happening in our backyards. But also I wanted to tear down lies. Uh, through the story, through the film, I wanted to let the public know that What you believe is actually all lies that they did not choose to do it. Most people think they chose to do it. They want to do it. They're making a lot of money doing it, so they're not victims. And so story by story, we were just unraveling and taking apart those lies so that they realize, oh, my goodness, they're they're victims of a great, great evil and injustice, and uh, just to put a lot more of a human light on them, which unfortunately a lot of the public, they will, you know, turn a, a blind eye or a, you know, a negative eye towards people they see as, whether it's prostitution or massage parlors, things like that, they just see it as their sluts or something. And I really wanted to destroy those lies and put a proper perspective, and more than anything, especially for the church, to put God's lens uh, on our eyes so that we could see them as he truly sees them. Uh, so the film has been uh, well-received. We won um, the Best Documentary at the Asia-Pacific Film Festival in Los Angeles last year. Wow, that's awesome. And it has um, won a few other awards, so I'm thankful for that. And, um, yeah, we just finished, actually, an extensive um, nationwide tour sponsored by Polaris Project.
2: Wow. Uh,
3: but right now it's available on Amazon Prime and also on iTunes, so if your uh, listeners want to you know, watch or download it, they can do it through those two avenues as well
2: okay and and just for everyone's it's uh save my soul as in Seoul Korea. so um right. if you yeah. uh if you're looking for it, please uh, check it out that way but um emily i unfortunately, I was out of town when you did the viewing recently, and uh Emily, our uh, chief of staff, went and she just loved it she and her husband and um and so very blessed by it and they're uh, they love cinematography, so not only is it an important piece of work in terms of the content but just the the way that uh, it was shot and done was with great quality. So, um, and and created a lot. She said it was very interesting. So, I <laughs> just wanted you to know oh, that. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, so now you're actually working on a project uh, to sort of tell the story locally. Is that right?
3: Yeah. And so I we started production um, on a film specific to the Bay Area, and we'll be looking at slavery in Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. uh, uncovering the stories of um, the victims of trafficking here in this part of the world. Uh, I think it's going to be very eye-opening as well and intriguing for people who don't realize that it does happen in wealthy cities, it happens in the suburbs, it happens, you know, it's not just a inner-city ghetto type thing, but it's unfortunately prevalent all around us. So we'll be working on that and um, a few other projects are in the works um, as um, I get the time to get to those. But I'm really excited. I I think we'll be able to create a lot of great resources and tools uh, to shed light, but also to bring um, changes into our society as well. Through the advocacy and through the efforts that we were doing in South Korea, we were able to change uh, 15 laws, 10 laws concerning trafficking, five laws concerning adoption. And so uh, I'm anticipating also uh, a great work of God as the church obeys his call to pursue justice here as well.
2: Wow. Yeah. And so I, so kind of a funny, uh, when you and I, uh, when uh, Pastor Eddie and I had lunch, um, I guess it was a month or two ago, uh, he told me that he was able to implement uh, a uh, well, first of all, he planted a church, which was is amazing, called Crossway Mission Church. And then he was practicing theology at Torch Trinity Graduate University. And then he opened up a, a huge facility for uh, to provide housing for um, women. I, I'm not sure if men were included, but for survivors of human trafficking, was it women, men, and children?
3: Oh, uh, no, it was mainly uh, one was for women, one was for children, um, and yeah, we actually opened up the first Christ Center gospel gospel-based aftercare center for victims. So uh, we were really thankful for that.
2: Yeah, and so I was like, I, I was trying to rub on his elbow. I'm like, come on, I need some of that. No, because <laughs> because I think how many beds were did you did you uh, did you implement in those housing units?
3: Uh, one unit had about uh, I think about twenty, and yeah. another unit. Had about um, yeah similar size yeah both were about similar size
2: yeah so forty beds and um and and while you know love never fails actually recently made a decision that we are we're not going to grow our housing uh our specific housing um uh bed uh capacity uh, we're, we're gonna equip other partners to do that um, that's part of our new mission but just the the ability to do that I don't think people understand how hard it is to provide housing yeah. for 40 people um that yeah. have been traumatized in this way uh, I certainly didn't and I'm just so grateful you know God doesn't tell us what he's giving what it's going to take right the cost and <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he says go do this thing you know you're like yeah sure I'll do it and and then you know as you're doing it you're like God really Re- me really you call me to this <laughs> and so exactly. you know for us it's been three years um, you know and we've been able to provide housing for 91 women uh, and 17 children and it's all by the grace of God I you know but just you know, really admire uh, the uh, God moving on your, you know, in your ministry to uh, open up these these units, right, or these houses? Were they were they like apartment buildings, or were they huge uh, communities? What 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 were they? What was the layout?
3: Uh, they were basically apartment buildings, um, yeah. and one actually was its own. Like the whole thing was pretty much um, dedicated to this.
2: Now wow. And so did you, I want to talk a little bit about like what you learned through that experience. Uh, and you know, in, in opening up houses, because there are people that are listening that the Lord is saying, um, I want you to open a house. And one of the things that Love Never Fails is really passionate about is equipping other partners, other, um, ministries to To do just that. Um, and yeah. so I think part of it is helping people visualize what is it that we're talking about, right? What does it take? Um, and of course, none of it is um, in our own power or in our own strength, you yeah. know, it's all yeah. by the power of the Lord. So when we come back, um, let's hear from uh, you a little bit about how you, how you opened up these houses and um you know what what's going on with them today I'd love to hear a little bit about that and then maybe uh, even you know a story or two about uh some of the lives that have been restored I know that you have tons I want to encourage the listening audience to uh, give me a call if you want to learn more about Pastor Eddie uh, give me a call at 844-249-2698 I'll connect you if you want prayer if you want to uh, open up your own house uh, to restore survivors of human trafficking give me a call or you can email me at Vanessa at com. we'll be right back
1: To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst.
2: And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with Pastor Eddie Buyun of Venture Church in Los Gatos. He is the new outreach pastor there. He's also an author and a... um uh, producer of uh, movies and a variety of other uh, gifts and one of the things that we were talking about in the last segment is the way in which the Lord used him to open up two houses to restore survivors of human trafficking in Korea and I was hoping that Eddie you could just share a little bit with us um, how, how did that come to happen and what did you learn? Sure <clears throat> the first
3: one that we uh, opened up was called House of Hope And it was really a big motivation for that is when we were examining the layout of the land um, in Korea, we noticed that there were all, you know, a portion was funded uh, by the government, and with that means regulations, you know, that they're not able to share the gospel with them and talk about religious things, and so... When we did interviews with a lot of these um, survivors and, uh, who've gone through their decision there, we noticed that there was a big void because they weren't given an eternal hope. Um, and so we really prayed and then God you know started fundraising, and God provided a lot of things to come together concerning finances, uh, a building opportunity and staffing opportunities. And so we started, um, we realized we needed a Christ-centered, gospel-based aftercare where we can provide physical needs, counseling needs, all these things, but also we would not have the restrictions, uh, but rather the freedom to really share the love of Jesus throughout that healing process. And so, um, yeah, God provided the path for that to happen, and we were able to open the door there and see a lot of, um, and unfortunately, a lot of them you know, were single moms,
0: mm. you know,
3: who um, you know they were um, they became very vulnerable uh, because of the cost of living, you know the cost of childcare, all these things. They couldn't make their monthly payments for rent, and so they it forced them to. They couldn't get a proper loan at the bank uh, because of their financial situation and status. And so they had to go to loan sharks.
0: Mm. And in Korea,
3: the loan sh- yeah you know the loan shark um, industry that they're connected to the sex trafficking rings as well, and so. Obviously, they can't pay back the interest nor the loan, and so in order to, quote-unquote, pay them back, they had to sell themselves in these services. And so we were able to rescue them and place them in uh, the House of Hope. And, uh, again, that's when we realized, as you were saying, so many of these areas of vulnerability within our society, whether it's orphan, foster care system, these single moms, um, uh, you know, the you nail, know, so there's so many areas of injustice in our society that overlap each other. Um, and so through House of Hope, we realized that um, we, through that, we also had a dedicated section, actually a separate floor, uh, just um, for single moms. And that actually turned into later on a crisis pregnancy center. Uh, because that became a growing issue that we were finding that was overlapping into this. So that was a really interesting learning experience. And in terms of, uh, you know, the listeners out there, if they feel God might be calling them, you really, uh, biblically speaking too, you really need to count the cost. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's not easy. Emotionally, it's not easy. Financially, it's not easy. But if God calls you to it, uh, it is a challenge, obviously, worthwhile to take. And, um, yeah, there is going to be financial, you know, concerns that they would need to think about, Uh, staffing, you know, high-quality people uh, who'd be able to do that. But even volunteers, as you know, is such a vital part of this. Yes. And what I really challenge people is we need people who are willing to um, persevere. And another way that I like to define it as something that uh, my seminary professor Eugene Peterson uh, titled one of his books is A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. Hmm. Now, that's how he defines discipleship. A Long Obedience
2: in the Same... Huh. Wow.
3: Yeah. And you, as you know, because... Um, These justice issues, sometimes it can be almost a fad for people. You know, it's kind of a hot new trend. They want to get involved. But once they realize and get their hands dirty and they realize how hard it is, they, you know, just kind of, they disappear. And so that's why I really challenge people ahead of time. You need to prayerfully go into this and you need to be committed for the long haul. Yes. Um, I've seen, I mean, you've been in this a long time as well. And, you know, just, there's so many people who, are on fire for a very short season, and then they go on to the next trendy thing. But if we want to really see change uh, in the society, but also if we really want to bring significant change for the people we are serving and loving and caring for, they need faithful, persevering people who will be there for the long term. That's and that's, right. that's one big thing that people need to be committed to before jumping in.
2: I totally agree. And, you know, one of the reasons... Uh, so just, uh, we recently closed our Sacramento house. And, um, part of the reason why we did is that we, we just never had a strong church sponsor in that area. Mm-hmm. And we're very what one of the ahas for for me and and I don't take it lightly, you know, I kind of took it almost as a failure on my part um, mm-hmm. that you know oh, I did, I did something out of step with the lord or you know I did something wrong that this house, you know, we we were able to provide housing to four amazing women in that house and um yeah. and, and so I'm you know I'm not uh, just one would be enough for me, uh, yeah, but yeah. you know, contrast that with ninety-one, right, uh, or ninety sure, sure. in the other house, and seventeen sure. uh, uh, children. I was like, Lord, what what happened? I didn't see the fruit there, and I learned a valuable lesson, which is that con- that community. Uh, with, uh, with the church, the local church and the committed people being there, it can't, you can't just provide people a bed and say, oh, you got a safe bed. They'll go back to guess what? The community of exploiters, the community of the exploited. Uh, yeah. Or the abusers. What? Then we'll go back to that because we. One of the basic human necessities, right, is is love, is yeah. is is yeah. is friendship, is you know, you know, th- these things that uh, a bed can't provide, right? And so, yeah. uh, I, I, you know, I couldn't agree with you more. And then, even more important is the continuum. I think having uh, a church family that is connected to your house is so important because sometimes people aren't, um, you know, an individual, a one person, you know, they come and go. But if there are like 10 people at a church that are always loving on that, that group of ladies as they come now, you know, it's not as hurtful and impactful as if one of them falls away. Um, right. Exactly. It, so, um, so did you have different churches that came in aligned, or the church that you planted? Even did it come in aligned with, with your, uh, with the the houses? Yeah.
3: So we had volunteers uh, from our church. You know, the church that I was part of. I was um, fortunate enough, blessed enough, to be part of a large ministry when this started. Uh, we had you know uh, just under a couple thousand people part of the congregation, and so we. We were able to mobilize quite a number of people to really get involved. And, you know, the other thing that I I noticed um, as we obeyed God in serving our community in this way and as volunteers started really sacrificing their time and investing their lives into other people who are, uh, you know, who normally they would have never crossed paths with, their faith came alive. Yes. I, I saw that. Um, such a unique sort, unique thing started happening. It was almost like a revival. Yes. I mean, their faith was getting stronger. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? Because they're living out their faith. They weren't just hearing the word anymore. They were also Doing living it. it out. Yes, and uh, that was exciting to see happen. You know, just a church coming alive because they wanted to be the self and light. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we were able to utilize that quite a bit. Um. And yeah, I'll I'll just share kind of one story. Um one of the youngest survivors that we interviewed for our film, uh, as a survivor, uh, she was 14 years old and she had been out two years. And so when she was first rescued, she was 12 years old Mm. and she had been, um, exploited and abused for about two years. So you do the math. That's, it started when she was 10 years old. Mm. Um, and, um, it was very interesting to hear her story. Um, now, she wasn't a believer yet, um, but she did mention how, so, you know, and this is actually a common thread throughout so many of the interviews that we had. Regardless of their religious background, so many of them would cry out to God at night. Yeah. You know, in the middle of their horror, in the middle of their abuse, so many of them would cry out to God, if you're really there, please hear me. And get me out of this hell. I mean, so many people, whether they were atheists, Buddhists, you know, whatever, they would cry out to God. And I realized, man, they really are crying out for God's body. And mm-hmm. That's the church. Mm-hmm. We are the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's why I really feel convicted that it is the job of the church, not just to be involved, but we really need to be leaders in this fight for justice in our communities, because we have the true answer, and that is Jesus Christ. That's right. So um, through these interviews and testimonies, it only confirms my my um, you know the conviction that I had that yeah it is the church's mandate, and unfortunately we have outsourced God's calling for justice to, to the to NGOs and to the government for far too long.
2: Wow, say only, that again. And, we have outsourced. Whoa, whoa to us. So, my goodness. Yeah, yeah we've yeah. we. Oh my goodness. huh. Oh. And yeah. So
3: we need to we need to repent and get back to doing what God has called us to do for our communities.
2: That's right. Okay, we're we're gonna take a break. Uh I've gotta take a moment, like swallow because that is a hard pill to take. And I know that um some will take that to their prayer closet and say, God, if this is me, I'm sorry. We'll be right back and thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio.
1: For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst.
2: And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We're in the studio today with Pastor Eddie Buyun and uh, he was just sharing something that was uh, uh, just a, a very profound statement about um, just our willingness to uh, not outsource, outsource the, the call for justice that belongs to the church, that belongs to the body of Christ, um, outsource it to systems and governments and um Quite frankly, um, places that we do partner with, we partner with them as a, as a faith-based organization that is providing this, you know, housing. We partner with government agencies, but, but there's missing pieces. If I left it all to them to do, there would be some significant missing pieces that, um, that represent the heart of Christ. And one of those is that they would know his love. Right. That he, yeah. they would know his love. Yeah. Again, it's not enough to just give someone a bed. It's not enough yeah. to just, you know, um give them a, you know, I know a lot of programs that do great work. They they give you a, you know, a backpack, you know, or they let you take a shower. Um, That's that's awesome. But um do they do they hear from the one who created the person? Do they do they hear from yeah. them? Do they know? My husband was telling a story in Bible study last night um, um, that the Lord had spoken to this prophet, and he told this prophet to go up to a a person and, and nibble on their ear, which is a weird thing to say, and say, you are saved in the ear of this person. And it was like, you know, a very strange thing to happen in a church, you know, a male pastor nibbling on the ear of one of the congregants, (laughs) right? It sounds really weird. But it was the very thing that his wife did every night. She would give him a kiss Mm -hmm. on his ear and she would say, my only prayer for you, honey, is that you would be saved. And there Mm -hmm. are these things that God has has ordered us to say and do for those that are waiting in the streets nearby that are ordained by him that we've been given insight to that will literally break shackles off of them that no system and no program can break off. But we have to be willing to go. And so I know I'm in here preaching, Pastor Eddie. I'm sorry. Um, so <laughs> you got me going. It's your fault. <laughs> what say you? What say you? I know you're in agreement. <laughs> yeah.
3: No, I agree. You know, another thing I, I share with people all the time, you know, it's like, uh, I agree with you. We do need to partner with NGOs. We do need to partner with government, law enforcement. They're a vital part of our partnership. But you know what? They can't speak the truth of God's heart into the lives of these people. That's right. A lot of these, you know, survivors that we've talked to, they've been told for so many de- years or decades even that you're trash, you're nothing, you know, you're mm-hmm. property, you you belong, you own, you're owned by me, right? Uh, but they need to hear that, no, you're not trash, you're treasure, you know, that you're not garbage, you are God's beloved. Yep. Uh, you are made for a purpose. You are made on purpose. There is a God in heaven who not only created you, but it loved you, loves you and it saved you and died for you. Who's going to say that truth to them? And it's a church. It's only the church that has the platform and the voice and the heart to be able to speak that kind of truth. And that's the kind of truth that truly sets people free.
2: Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, I just feel led um, to take a moment to just pray. Um, uh, pray for you, uh, Pastor Eddie, and, and your wife, and your son, and, and your household, and your church, and also, uh, for this calling, uh, to survivors in Silicon Valley. I love that. And the work that you're going to be doing, and the people whose lives you'll touch. And so, Lord Jesus, I just, I just thank you so much. For Pastor Eddie and for the work that he's doing, he and his wife and his little son, Enoch Justice, I thank you for uh, calling them uh, to this to this thing that has broken your heart, the modern day slavery of your beloved. Lord, I pray that you would right now you would just um, touch his life, give him even more wisdom and insight into the things that you want done. God, and equip him to do those things, God, put bring people in his life that can help him fulfill your purpose and your promise over over this region, over this this state, over this uh this nation, over this world, God that is yours. God, we submit to you everything that all of our agendas and anything that is going in one way when you want it to go the other. God, we submit it to you, God, and we just pray that you would put it in its right order. God, I pray that you would give uh, Pastor Eddie and his team the words to say that would bring life to the survivors that he, he interviews as part of his movie. The survivors and the NGOs and the and the and the church members, whoever it may be, that he's speaking to God, that there would be a freedom that would come in those words, and and that people would feel a peace that surpasses all understanding. God, I pray that you would just begin to quicken the hearts of the people that are listening right now. God, uh, those that are wavering in their faith, those that are wondering. How they will possibly be able to fulfill the thing that you've placed on their heart, God, while working or while being a husband or a wife or a child, God, whatever we've got on our plates, God, I can I testify that you will make a way out of no way. And so, Lord, I pray that you would just use this time and this prayer mightily to bless the hearts of those that are joining in to listen, God, and that they would come they would come in in their unique way, not curing world hunger, because only you can do that, not, sa- not as the Savior, but as the saved, as the one who's been sent to do a thing, whatever you've placed on their heart to do, to fulfill your promise for those that are waiting, that are waiting for one of us to come. God, I pray that you would use us. Build your church, call your church, and send your church, God. Send us to the places that that are near and dear to your heart that you've assigned us to. And give us that clarity, God, that we need and that peace, again, that surpasses all understanding. We thank you for what you're doing. Again, bless the man of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Yeah. I love prayer. (laughs) It's so awesome. (laughs) Well, (laughs) we're going to come back and we're going to talk about some events that are going on in the community. Um, And uh, so we'll come right back. And thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio.
1: To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst.
2: And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. Again, we are in the studio with Pastor Eddie Bayune of Venture Church in Los Gatos, and um, we've got some events that we want to share with you. Um, before we do that, I just want to encourage you, you can reach me if you'd like to uh, talk about anything on this show or otherwise related to Love Never Fails. Give me a call. I'm at 844-249-2698. You can also reach me via email. I'm at vanessa at Love Never Fails us.com You can learn more about what Love Never Fails is doing, what we're up to, by going to our website loveneverfailsus.com you can also catch us on Twitter on Instagram on Facebook um we don't have a Snapchat yet, but anyway, uh, we're around. We're there. Uh, Love Never Fails, Inc. on Facebook. Uh, like our page and learn more about all the great things that are going on. And then, of course, we want to encourage you to become a Love Never Fails member. There are many different ways that you can uh, become a member. I'm going to come back with a, a little bit more on that. And also, some of our new members, I want to announce their names and give them a, a good little shout out. But before I do that, Pastor Eddie, you have some events that are going on in the community that... Uh, you wanted to share.
3: Yeah, so uh, starting the weekend for the next three weeks, I'll be doing a sermon series entitled Kingdom Compassion. So we'll be looking at, again, God's heart for justice um, through the Word and practical imp- implications for our lives. So this weekend, yeah, if you are around or if you want to visit Moscato's Master Adventure Church, you could stop by or just listen online as well. And also, uh, usually the third weekend, either Friday or Saturday, depending on schedule, we usually have our, our monthly justice meetings uh, that are more, you know, we pray, but also we strategize on how we can uh, make progress in you know, pursuing justice and eliminating some of the uh, challenges to people experiencing what God intended for them. So. Uh, yeah, just want to invite you guys, anyone who's available or interested, uh, we'd love
2: to have you there as well. Awesome. Okay. So the ways uh, that uh, you can get involved from a giving standpoint, if you'd like to join us as a Lighthouse member, that's a $10 a month contribution. You can do that on our website. Uh, uh, sign up to be a Lighthouse member. This just keeps the lights on. Pretty pretty basic. and uh, But it really it does come in handy and is, is very much needed. Um, this then the next level is the Restore. That's a $30 a month contribution. Again, that provides us counsel, uh, provides us the ability to provide counseling for a survivor. Uh, we have the Educator, which educates the community on human trafficking and ways to stay safe. That's $50 a month. Or the Protector, which is a, a pledge to sponsor a, one of our, our survivors in our Safe House program. And um, lastly, the Game Changer, and that's $100 a month. And that includes, um, that actually, will sponsor a student in our IT Biz Networking Academy. And by the way, just a quick little heads up, super excited for our um, our academy students who graduated in May. They were all uh, for those of you who didn't hear last week, they had, were all given um, full-time, a three-month internship and, um, and so super excited about that and they are working at um, a couple companies in the community. Uh, one of them, I'll give them a shout out, group. Where in uh, Campbell, and then one of them is working at learning at Cisco, and we actually are in talks with two other uh, partners: one in Modesto and one in Oakland. And they will receive the interns and hopefully hire them thereafter. Um, so just super excited about what's happening here and the ways in which we're, uh, you know, empowered to make a difference, uh, in the lives of people who, who need it so much and who are so dear to our, to our God. Um, I want to give a shout out to La Grotta Banks, um, Shola, uh, Shola, uh, uh Itowa. I hope I said that right, Shola. I'm sorry. Uh, Shola Idowa and uh, Nola Brantley and Michelle Daniel, all of whom have signed up to be members this past week. And so we're so grateful for you. Um, and a super shout out for Nola, who's actually one of our advisory board members and also the co-founder of Missy. And... Uh, and is the founder and active executive director of uh, Nola Brantley Speaks, amazing woman and a mentor of mine. Um, so um, we want to encourage you to, uh, again, become members. And then also um, there's some events that we have going on in the community. We want to encourage you to come out and join us. Uh, this Friday, I'm actually going to be speaking at a YWAM event in San Francisco and I'm super excited about that. And that's at 357 Ellis Street Street. street in San Francisco, and that's at 630. Um, The the title of the talk that the Lord put on my heart is called Love Made Away. And um, I really do, um, uh, you know, I'm preparing uh, spiritually, I'm in prayer, deep prayer about the words that um, the Lord has given me to say. Um, It is a significant uh, uh, time for me because uh, I just, I just had a birthday uh, this past week. And Um, I, um, I was raised in San Francisco and a lot of the abuses that I endured and things that I, uh, that led me to this, this, this calling, uh, happened in San Francisco. And so to be called back to San Francisco to do a presentation for young people, uh, youth, um, with a mission, YWAM, uh, is there's just something about it that is, uh, significant for me. So I want to talk a little bit about how love made a way. Um, for, for me to, uh, to be doing this very valuable work. Um, and, uh, and has, is blessing my life in such a huge way. And so please join me out there. Also, if you, um, want to join us for our community prayer on July the 1st at 6 p.m., we will have our community prayer in Hayward. And we really, um, covet your prayers. We ask that you would join us at 6 p.m., wherever you are. If you're in Los Gatos and you will be willing to pray with us at six o'clock at the same time in Los Gatos, Give uh, Chantelle, our prayer uh, warrior, our prayer intercessor, uh, Chantelle Alvarez, a quick email at prayer at loveneverfailsus dot com, and let her know I'm praying in solidarity with you uh, about the th- the cares of um, of this nation as it relates to human trafficking. And uh, at least we know that you're out there praying. Or if you're in San Francisco, you're in San Mateo, wherever you are, shoot her an email and say I'm praying. July the 1st, 6 o'clock, join us in prayer. Um, Of course, um, I want to end the show uh, by just reminding you uh, to be kind to one another, to love one another. And I also want to make sure that you know that you are loved.
1: Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio.